0: Hello everybody, I'm Alessandra Morosuti. I'm a registered homeopath, and I'm here tonight. This is my first show that I'm hosting, and I'm very excited to start this process with one of my most favorite topics. Um, This is a topic that is really close to my heart, and tonight you will meet um, some uh, lovely uh, friends and people I know that uh, I've been able to convince that this is also close to their hearts. So I'm very excited. Uh, we, um, I have started a spiritual physics uh, book club, and tonight we're uh, going to take it on camera. And um, it's an opportunity to bring this topic out in, in into more people, hopefully, and uh, and also an opportunity for some of us to have an experience on camera if we haven't had one in the past. So it's going to be a little bit different and fun for all of us, I hope. So welcome, and I'm going to uh, just talk a little bit about um, my interest in spiritual physics started when I was in, I visited a spiritual community in Northern Italy called Damanhur, which was about five, six years ago now. And I was in an introductory course of spiritual physics. The topic was so fascinating. Uh, it introduced so many different ideas, so many different concepts that when I was in the, cl- the class, uh, all I could think of, I want to bring this course back to my friends and I want them to have an experience like I'm having about these different ideas that I can feel have a lot of substance to them and I just want to delve deeper into them. And And this is, uh, uh, I've done some book clubs on the topics in the past and this is the first time I'm taking it live on camera like this and I have uh, these lovely people that I'm gonna introduce you to soon uh, to share this uh, first uh, book club meeting um, of spiritual physics, so. I am going to pass it over to my dear friend who's in the uh, studio with me. Uh, and what I'm gonna ask all of you to do is to say your name and um, just to say your interest in wanting to study this and please don't say that I twisted your arm, I forced you or not, anything like that. Just, just why you would like to study this book, your interest. It can be short, a little bit longer, so we'll start with we'll that. And the first person I want to introduce you to is a really dear friend of mine, um, Elizabeth Talenti, and she's here in the studio with me. She made the trek down
1: down to the center of the city. Thank you, yep. thank you. Hi, and I look at the back camera and say, she forced me. <laughs> <laughs> she forced me. No, um, um. you know, I remember when you started and you w- went to Demenor and came back with all this energy. And I mean, my journey into Spirituality and the universe that started over a decade ago, and so that's why I'm kind of here because you have inspired me through Damanor and what you talk about and through the books that I read and I just yeah this was a you're so excited I'm excited to be here and to learn more yeah that's why I'm here Bravo. Thank, you, thank you thank you did I say my name <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So and, you
0: did say your name I don't know <laughs> did you say name? yeah she did say <laughs> her name. okay Elizabeth thank you thank, thank you nice, yeah. and I'm gonna say Duncan would you go would you go next and introduce yourself and uh, just a little bit about your interest in the topic and all those wonderful things
2: okay uh, my name is Duncan Spence and my wife the other Elizabeth uh, in the call tonight and I were in Denver with Alessandra and of the other people on this call uh, earlier in September and we've been following things in Damanhur and and like-minded communities although they're all different around the world for a while and when we, saw, we sat in the spiritual physics workshop and um, it was enlightening to say the least and once we got into the book it reminded me of a very famous saying by, well, it's one that that Wayne Dyer always used to say, that if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And once yeah. you start reading this book, yeah. everything you look at changes. It yeah. really does, and I'm so excited to be part of this. Cause I can't get enough of this book. It's, it's amazing.
0: Uh, thank you, Duncan. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Vesla, you're at the top uh, row, so I'm going to go to you next. Uh, if you would say a few words.
3: All right. My name is Vesela. Um, I have to say uh, a lot of the things that Alessandro, that you said, and also Duncan, I really uh, resonate with them. I went to Damahour, uh in two thousand and seventeen in the summer and attended. Uh, uh, I think it was like a four-hour class in spiritual physics, and I was just so fascinated. I couldn't get enough. I kept asking questions, and after, unfortunately, the class had to end. I uh, I was, how can I, you know, I was just wondering, how can I learn more about this? So when I came back to the States, I found the book, bought the book, read it like a novel, once, twice. Uh, and everything that I read, Not every, I didn't understand. I cannot say I understood everything, but all of it made such a sense, like it resonated as the truth. And it really, uh, uh did something very interesting. It just kind of, uh, summarized all things that I've been reading through so many years and just like put it all together mm-hmm. in this like uh, amazing uh, beautiful system of esoteric system of knowledge is just it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful book it's a uh, amazing uh, magical uh, not one topic it, it discusses many topics so I've been trying to um, do a spiritual physics book up here in Minneapolis and it's it has not been very easy. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't found many people who like you and the other people in this group resonated with it. So I'm really excited about this opportunity. So thank you for doing this.
0: Oh, thank you. <coughs> thank you, Bessela. Thank you. And Cindy, now that we can hear you, a few words about you and, and your interest.
4: My name is Cindy. And um, ever since we went to damanhar together in September, I just cannot get enough of them and her. And I'm reading the book and I cannot explain it, but it, I feel it.
0: Yes. I don't
4: know how to explain it to anybody, but it's, <laughs> there's so many, yes, 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 oh my gosh, yes. So <laughs> I just want to learn more as much as I can.
0: Thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you, Cindy, thank you. And Elizabeth, what would you like, can, it's your turn, say if you, words about yourself and your interest for us
4: um to start with thank you for having this platform it's great to have uh, to be able to talk to everybody and um again I, as the others are saying when we went to Damon her it was amazing um it was just mind-blowing enough to a lot of the things that we've talked about or that they felt true but we couldn't share with anybody else before it was like well i feel this but is this true for me and is mm-hmm. it true for everybody and then when we were there um when we sat through that uh through the talk it was like okay so i'm not crazy so it was it was really really great and uh, now to, to hear that a lot so many people are, are interested and uh, like duncan was saying also reading the book it's opening my mind and my thirst f- for learning more so i have lots of questions <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I no doctor. hopefully we'll be able to get through some of them but uh okay. i think we're going to start with to page 63 i think that might be a good a good target to go to oh, okay. so thank you
0: everybody
1: thank you elizabeth
0: and Eva, you're the last one there. We we, can, we know we can't see you but we can definitely hear you so if you would like well, to say a few I, things.
4: I haven't read any of the book yet but definitely interested but I've kind of followed this type of topic in other groups so mm. um, it's not entirely new to me. Yeah. A lot of it is you know, very similar um, and so I'm right, right in the boat with you guys. Mm.
0: Beautiful. And
4: hopefully I'll find where, wherever I Hid my book, <laughs> oh, so I can start reading it.
0: Beautiful. Well, this I do have. I did
4: buy it, so but I just have to
0: find it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this might this will s- inspire you, and it will also start to open up these ideas. Um, you you also touched on this, and uh, I want to just talk to it. Um, one of the reasons for doing the book club, and Vesla, don't give up. You will find your group. Uh, you know, these are the people that I took on tour with me. That's also something that I do. I organize groups and I bring them. So these were people that spent time together yes. and really started to get really touched by their experiences um, in Damanhur. And I want you to know, go You know,
3: I, I almost wonder if uh, it makes difference for the people who actually visited Damanhur and the temple if that somehow energetically affected them to where they have very similar reactions, like, oh, this is true, like, yes, yes, yes. I had the same reactions reading the book, but not, you know, people who are reading the book that I haven't been to Dhamma don't seem to have those reactions. So
1: it's an interesting idea that I have. Neither have I. I haven't been there either, right? And so I, it was interesting because everyone, yeah, everyone who's been to Damanor, they come with a different energy if you feel it. Mm-hmm. But so you've like, been touched. Well, becau- your, your energy on this okay. stuff just gets <laughs> influenced you by know, me. And yeah, okay. so good. Object, yeah, yes, yeah. It's because you bring that energy yeah. when you come back, and you're like, oh, bala, and mm-hmm. you, I have to tell you, <laughs> and this happened, and it's like I'm there. But I'm excited to go. Yeah, like, it's just. That's true. That so a maybe good observation. Uh, good right? ob- so,
0: Vesla, they are, yes, maybe once people go there, something opens. I, I do want to share this with you and why, Vesla, I don't want you keep keep searching for your group. And I want to share this with all of you. Um, my experience anytime you delve deeply into a topic, uh, and a topic of this kind, of depth, where the ideas are are profound, they're philosophies, they're things you can debate, but it's at a very high level, because you're trying to explore and make sense of life. I just want you to know that every time we gather as a group, even if it's just two of us, and we have these kinds of conversations, we affect our, we, we have an impact in our, on ourselves, and everything else around us, because We, when we have these kinds of discussions, you know, we we evolve a little bit, we change a little bit, we expand a little bit. Some of the things that some of you talked about, Duncan, like your mind expands, and that's what we wanna do, and that can bring us closer and closer to that evolution. So uh, that's also why this topic is so valuable, and probably why all of you feel a call to discuss it and, and dig in. So, I wanted just to share that. So, we can, uh, I'm gonna leave it open. You guys can say what you want. I have notes that I can take you through, you know, so that we can go through the different topics. And maybe I'll start with that because we were reading the first 53 pages. Some of you have read them. Some of you have ideas, but you know, you read it maybe a few days ago or a few hours ago. You don't have it right in front of you. Uh, but there's I'm gonna just ask there's two opportunities I can give you a framework or if there's impending questions you want to delve into right away we can go to those in questions so it's whatever you guys want uh, would you like me to give you a framework first or is there questions yeah, you want I would. to yes
4: yeah go ahead
0: go ahead Alessandra okay so it one of the things about the book that I, is it can be difficult to digest because there's a lot of material and sometimes the material doesn't follow chronologically. You know, It's not step by step. So sometimes I've heard from other groups they can get lost in the information. So what I did was I made notes and I was gonna share them with you but then I decided against it because I thought I wanted to leave a very organic experience for you, without too much direction. But what, in my notes, what I can set up so that we have a context to have a discussion is these 53 pages go through um, the myth of the mirror, Um, then we have um, uh, uh, Cosmogenesis, Cosmogenesis, Am I pronouncing it right? Cosmogenesis, yes. Uh, Which is a discussion of the... uh? Cosmogenesis. 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 The emphasis was on the wrong. (laughs) So, Cosmogenesis, which is the origin of evolution in the universe. Okay, that was the second uh, sort of chapter. And that was quite lengthy. And I think, was it just the two of them? Yeah, so it was the two chapters, because the next one um, we didn't go through. So... Those are the two main umbrellas. You have the myth and you have this cosmogenesis. And the myth is important because we're talking about a science. We've got spirituality, but it's spiritual physics. It's the science of spirituality. So, like all good sciences, you need assumptions. You need a container to hold these ideas you're going to measure and explore. You guys okay with that? Yeah? And then, Cosmogenesis, uh, the, the cosmo <laughs> cosmogenesis is now that we have this philosophy, or, or, or we have these assumptions that are different than the assumptions that we see out there in the regular physics, to some degree, um, what are now, um, what is that landscape look like? What does the origin of the universe now look like because we have a new starting point. Do you understand? Is that, is that, is that useful?
1: Useful. Yes. Useful, okay.
0: So maybe we start by breaking the topic up in in that way. So the first thing we have to talk about is this myth of the mirror. So I'm going to ask you guys, when you heard about nine different primordial divinities, they're coming in to have this experience in matter, any thoughts, any questions? I want to, anything come up for you? Like, did it, do you want me? Yeah, I want to just leave it open a little well, bit. Because I could go on and on and on.
3: <laughs> I would like to share my experience uh, trying to discuss that okay. uh, section with uh, a couple of people here because we, I, we've met like two or three times now. But uh, I think that this is particularly challenging uh, topic to start this book. So in a way it really like, I feel like it throws you in the deepest part of the uh, pool without knowing how to swim and uh, then if you like somehow make it, then, then from there on the swimming is really easy. But this thing about, this idea about nine uh, primeval uh, uh, divinities uh, that are not even, that are beyond the concept that we have of God and that they talk and divinity is really very challenging. Um, so Anyway, it's, uh, I found that this is one of the most difficult parts, so I almost have thought that if, if I'm to do this, uh, if I'm to, to do discussion of this uh, book again in the future with maybe other people, I might not go chronologically in the book, but actually pick different subjects, because this is a very challenging one. Okay, so, so do you. I have had also, I have, I should say, I don't know of anybody else besides you, uh, um, Alessandra. I've taken the spiritual physics courses from the mystery school of Damakur, which is like, you know, each class, there are three levels and each level is two days. So I've had six days of uh, explanation of the book uh, by uh, one of the, the main teachers from Damakur. So it's. Uh, Uh, my experience also with those classes is that people really get very confused and i think even beyond confused it's just uh, really uh it's it's like such a such a high level abstract level uh beyond like i said even our concepts of gods that we have in our society is particularly challenging so it's very hard to start with this but uh if you if people can just kind of take this and just uh, bear with it. I think that it helps with, um, it helps with uh, understanding the material later on. So anyway, that's what that's I want ch- to say, very, very challenging in that's, a way.
0: That you know, it is a good point and that's why I wanted to, st- and maybe I should make this clear, you know, uh, and this is the book, you know, so for those, this is the Spiritual Physics. It's by Coyote Cardo and uh, this um, book, is this really this, the foundation of the Damanhur spiritual community. And this information comes from a man um, who incarnated, and you have to believe in this concept, with his memory intact. So he remembered um, Egypt, he remembered Machu Picchu, he remembered all these lives. And so he had really a deep understanding of life and maybe what was going on here and access to information that maybe not many of us have. So, um, and what is discussed in this book is also, this is a philosophy and these are ideas. If they're true or not, that's for you to feel inside. What I want uh, you really ought to feel is that having this discussion will open doors inside of you. And not to get attached, but you know, this is the assumptions of any good uh, science. You know, and the assumption is this idea that we start with. And like Vesla said, let's hold them as an assumption. They might not be true, but they're the assumption of which this philosophy is based on. And if we want to understand this philosophy, we have to Work with these assumptions doesn't mean they have to be our truth, but we have to build using that f- construct. Right. So, so should should we? D- did you, you guys, want to share a little bit about uh, your thoughts and ideas of when you heard about these nine divinities that live in the real and they have to come into matter? What did you? And the the mirror has to break. Like, what did you think when you were reading this stuff? Like, what was? Were you resisting? Did it make sense? Like, do you want to share a little bit? <laughs>
1: I'll leave it open. I can say, you know, when I started, and it, it something just struck me when I saw a mirror and then shattering, and it all each part of the mirror had its full strength as the whole mirror, and I said. Oh, I said the word soul, but I meant consciousness, you coming back in. That's what struck me. And Then it made it easier to read the book, because I have not been to Damanore. And so, and the book is confusing. That's another reason why I'm very excited and, and grateful you're doing this, to explain these concepts. So, and that made sense to me. Even more interesting, is you said, who wrote the book, came back with his memory, but they speak about the, like if the uh, the, power of a hundred is the the mirror itself, or the fragment of mirror, you come back starting at one. And that resonated with me. I didn't understand all the other different, and I'm not even going to attempt to try to remember, (laughs) you know. But when I read that, that made sense to me, because I do feel like people have shown throughout history that there are people that can automatically connect, right? and connect easier and through practice you can start to reconnect and sometimes like we said in the beginning when everybody's introducing and why you know this means so much to them when you read something and you hear truth even if you don't fully understand it you hear truth or something that somehow resonates so powerfully that you believe it to be true right yeah that's what I got but I don't so don't even ask, that's what your notes are for? <laughs> that's what you're here for? I <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> I get, I don't understand the, the rest of it, I
0: didn't. But, but hold that because that's an element maybe we can weave. I'm just, it, it's an important, because there's a description when they're talking about the mirror of, um, you know, this divinity, there's nine of them, and there's these nine divinities are all hanging out in the real. And this is the assumption we make, and this is what Vesla was alluding to. This is hard for a lot of people, like where does this come from? You know. But put everything aside that you've heard before and just have this as a framework of this physics you are going to play with. And in this physics, the context is we've got this real, which is the absolute, and in this absolute, there's an ecosystem and in this ecosystem you've got these nine, they call them primordial divinities floating around oh. and they're all doing their things and and there's also other things going on in there but what happens in this experience in, and what this book is attempting to explain is what happens when one of these divinities of the nine comes into matter to have an experience and that 's what this book is about. This book is about one of these divinities coming here and having an experience and this is the spiritual physics that we are studying so so th- are you guys okay with that concept uh, are, are you now I know you 've all been to Damon. are you okay with, with that or do you want to ha- do you want to have some input on that some anything you want to add to that or even if, even if it disturbed you when you read it like any of that because you know, was there a resistance when you read it? Just, I would love to hear. Or you can give me a thumbs up if you're good. Okay, Duncan, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Um, Up to page 30, which was very difficult, but I worked through that. Up to page 30, everything was cool. Um, I basically rewrote almost everything in notes, just to be sure, but it all made sense. But the one thing I got out of, out of, those first 25 or 30 pages was um you know the religions here where they came from and it all makes sense everything makes sense and when you talk about i can't remember if this was later or before but when they say each of those divinities has the same weight they're all equal that also makes sense there's no hierarchy they all work together which is the way that we're coming to understand how we're all connected you know it just all seems to join together and i thought this is really good so it just makes me i I, i'm going to be asking for a lot of confirmation is did i understand this correctly so one of the things was um so from what it says here um you know about um there are Uh, self-generated divinities which are from the real and then there are man-made divinities which are from divinities that have had the divine spark activated within them in the material world it is those divinities that actually made jesus christ and buddha and gandhi and whoever you want to call has been a prophet um is that am i understanding that correctly
0: Mm. It's a good question. Uh, I'm Vesla, you've taken all these courses as well. You can add to that. My understanding is, and and you bring up a good point, and I don't know if we should. Okay, let's touch it. So, these Buddha, uh, God, these were like me and you, like all of us blood and skin. You know, they were here. Um, So, that's a different level. That doesn't mean they were not enlightened beings and probably closer to the divine source. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, there's two divinities that are very important for you guys to understand. We're talking about the nine primordial divinities that are in the real. Those are the nine, those are the divinities. Then they talk about divinity that are a technology. They're man-made. And those would be all the gods that we aspire to. Um, uh, um, Oh my gosh, uh, so many gods. Um, from all Horus. the different traditions, Horus, Bastet, Pan, Afro, you know, uh, Krishna, um, Papua, yeah. Yeah, Ganesh, those are all gods that people have created uh, uh, and there's a reason for that and these gods, we look at them as religions, you know, today but I'm going to offer you under these new You know assumptions of this new science we're going to study that we're not going to look at them uh, their divinities but their technologies they have been created for a very specific purpose so they're not the divine the the the, the nine primordial divinities that came in to have an experience they are technology created by man to help man contain information. And we've just lost that. Is that <laughs> Elizabeth has got big eyes and she's looking at
1: me. It so makes sense for like. Uh, keep going. Keep going. Keep preaching. <laughs> okay. So, so these the uh,
0: these divinities, Duncan, were created because at one point we realized that we are this divine. We have this divine source inside, but we also realized that maybe one lifetime was not going to be enough for us to attain that divine enlightenment, th- th- to reconnect, you know, to d- or to become enlightened. And so what we did is we used these divinities as containers of information of the ex- knowledge. And so that's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to ask you, unfortunately, there's no proof of that, but what is written in the pages,
2: But in order, when 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 they say, uh, or the author or the memories that are in there, he kind of pulls it together very very well. Where he says, you know, the purpose of these divinities and all of us or all the people that have their divine spark enlightened is to reassemble the pieces of the mirror so that the memories can be recalled. Yes, that's all we need. That's why I said I got it. Because that's (laughs) that's
0: it. No, no.
2: You know it's not going to happen tomorrow. I understand, but on that path, I get it. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: But we're gonna we're gonna you know throw a couple of wrenches in there because we've got time and time matrices and time castles. We, we, I mean, it's nice to have the simplified version, but we're gonna stir that up.
2: (laughs) Oh no! Then there's page thirty. That, that just threw me for a loop. Page 30 and 31. Can can I just tell this me is, if you don't want to do this, I can understand. No, no, go ahead. I, I, I did, a, did a diagram because I just couldn't. I was writing and I go, this is all over the place. It's like, first there was this and then there was this and then, but, oh, no, this helps that turn into this and it was all over the place.
0: That's so why, like That's about why I wrote...
2: five different diagrams till I got one that I think is right.
0: Okay, let's see it, can and I you share can... it with you guys. Yes, 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 yes. It's not distance, really. Can you see you it? Know, I mean, okay, it's, wait, wait. Anyway. I can see it.
2: Okay, 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 let me just. I gotta have to do some finagling here because I have two screens. I gotta make it one. But okay. with me.
0: I mean, you this know? is this is what I wanted. This is exactly what I wanted to. So,
4: Alessandra. While Duncan is doing that, uh, could you talk about if I understood correctly from the book, it said that there were not there are nine divinities. Yes. Three of them failed, and now we're with the fourth divinity. Yes. Is that correct? That's correct. And it has happened. What was it? Thirty-two thousand years ago, or something like that.
0: Years so we're. Ago.
4: Right some huge number like that. So it's taking a long time for this
0: divinity to get us to get this right? Is that why? Well, well, yes, I, I, um, you, you, you understood correctly. And I don't know if uh, all of you, yeah. So yes, the, there's these nine divinities that are hanging out in the absolute real and for whatever reason they decide that hey, You know, we're going to grow and expand and hanging out here in bliss or in our space is maybe not the best way to challenge ourselves. And they decide to come and have this experience in the world of matter. And the real sets out some rules and says, okay, you guys can go and have this experience, but there's some rules. And the reason they want to come and have this experience is because they want to expand. They want, you know, the, 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 if, we, if we just stay comfortably in our couch at home, it's great, we're comfortable, but we're not really growing. Uh, so they decided to go out in the storm, one at a time, and certain rules were placed on them to, have, uh, to, to come and play this game. And so, four, um, three divinities have come before uh, ours, which we are a part of. We're called the human primordial divinity We're the fourth one to come, and it's been already 30 million years that we have been here trying to, the objective of this experience into the matter, and this is maybe I should talk a little bit about the mirror, is so this divinity comes uh, and enters, and the, the metaphor that was used is each divinity is like a mirror And when it comes into the matter, because matter is so different, it can't absorb all of it as a whole. As it enters, it fragments. And so that's why the mirror, that shatters. And then in this um, place of matter and time, that the divinity has entered, the rules are very different. And now this divinity that is you know, is very conscious and aware of itself, when it's all together in the real, when it enters matter and it's all this, you know, millions of little pieces, it forgets itself. It forgets its reason why it's here. And it's here to reassemble the mirror and reflect itself back to itself so that it spiritualizes matter, which is, Something we hear in a lot of esoteric teachings and religious uh, idea. Also the idea that we each have inside of us a part of the divine. We have each of us a piece of the mirror. We are fractal of the whole. This is also something we hear a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: As above, so below. So um, these concepts are, are important. And Elizabeth, uh, we are the, the fourth the human primordial divinity. Like the other three, we have an allotted amount of time to succeed at this spiritualization of the matter. And if we don't, then we go back, and the next one comes and has 30 million plus years. So would Atlantis have been one of them? Yes, and when you said where we are at today, I want to add that maybe today where we are at at might not be the most evolved we have been on this planet. And if ancient sites and ancient civilizations with just their construction that we cannot understand how it's made are any indication we were probably
3: more evolved in other parts of our history than we are right now. Can I clarify something? Yes. Yeah, Elizabeth asked if Atlantis was one of them. Did you mean uh, one of the divinities? Yes. Yeah, no, Atlantis is part of the humankind divinity. Uh, The humankind divinity has been around for at least 30 million years. So Atlantis is one of the civilizations of the humankind. uh, That was us. (laughs) Uh, Just something interesting, it's not said in the book, but it was said in uh, one of the classes that I took. Uh, which gave me a really interesting perspective, is that the third divinity was the uh, divinity of the dinosaurs. So it was the, the third divinity that was not successful was yeah. the dinosaurs, which we all know what happened with them, they, they mm-hmm. went extinct. So, um, just want to kind of add that to, to give a little bit of a perspective. Yeah. So, well, what were the first chance? Civilizations are all part of that human, humankind divinity. So the dinosaurs were not part of the humankind no, They were uh, part, part of, of the, a previous, divinity. Divi- the uh, previous divinity, the third one. Okay. okay. So do we know what the other two were? Uh, no, I don't, I'm really curious, but uh, no. when right. he asked those questions of the teacher, he says, that's not important.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I do want to share with you something, and, and if one of you wants to do this, it would be awesome. Uh, this uh, time when I went to Dam and her, I sat with Coyote, the author of the book, and I had many questions from the previous group, and he answered all the questions. So the questions we cannot answer, we can put to him, and maybe on one call he can join us.
3: Ask them who the first two divinities were.
0: Did yeah, I, no, I, I think it's, a, my understanding is, okay, this, this book is just a tip, it's very in-depth, but it is really the tip of the iceberg all yeah. the knowledge that is so dense, that is so dense. And I think we have to have a grasp of this before we really go into things that disintegrate our neurons. <laughs> <laughs> did, did Duncan have a thing? Oh, Duncan, are you ready to share yeah, yeah, with yeah. us?
2: Yeah, I'm ready. Just one quick question okay. before uh, Elizabeth, did we answer your question?
0: Wait, Elizabeth, did yes, we answer? Yes, thank it? you. Yes, thank good? you. It was good, is yes. everybody okay? Cindy, you're good? Yeah. You're good? I'm good. You're good? Okay. okay. Everybody We're following the ship. Everybody's going off. Uh, the... Eva, you're good over there? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Okay. See, so you don't have to read the book. We're giving you the cold notes versions here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so my, my question is, because it was mentioned a couple of times, um, the primordial divinity, when it descended into the universe of matter, it's impossible to ascertain um, when that happened yet the book says it was 30 million years ago how do we know that if it's impossible to ascertain
0: I think we have to go my understanding uh, from some of the discussions I had um, these are guidelines these are guidelines but we know what it, I it, yeah okay. it, it, it is a long time and I'm gonna share something also with you and Vesla. like you maybe can vouch for this we're getting to the end of our um, timeline. Like we're getting to the end. Like we don't have an, like, we only have some, you know, so much time to s- do this job. And if we don't succeed, we all go bye bye. I'm so happy. <laughs> no, no, it's not a happy thing. But we do like, yeah, we have a certain amount of time. Then it's another turn, and it might be another kind of dinosaurs. So we want to try to. We gotta rock this place so we can get this right. done.
2: So this page 30 and 31. This is my diagram of trying to trying to make sense of all the things that are discussed there. Okay. And it's just specifically drilling down uh, regarding how matter is created. Nothing more. It's okay. not a okay, big so picture we, thing. It's just that concept okay. on those two pages. Okay. So
0: then I'm going to get you to hold that, and I'm just going to. Yep. I just want to take everybody through what we've talked about. So. Vesla, what a really good point. You know, this idea of religion is not aligned at all with these nine divinities, the real, the mirror coming. Those we agree are the assumptions of which we're gonna study this book. Okay, that's just part part one. I I just wanna set it up, Duncan, so that what you're gonna take us to follows. I don't wanna miss some of the other things that we need to build on. So we got the myth of the mirror, everybody, that's an assumption. It's real, not real, doesn't matter. It gives a framework for studying this material. Divinity, there's a primordial divinities, the nine, and then there's this divinity, which is more related to what we know of the religions of the world, which is not really a religion, but a technology mm-hmm. used by us to hold and contain information. Now maybe before, mm-hmm. before I get to yours, we have to talk about the human soul before we talk about matter, um, because, uh, okay, so I'm just going to introduce the human soul and then we'll go to Duncan's piece, or you know what? No, you know what, Duncan, you're right, that we're going to just go along with how matter is created. So, we have the framework. You guys are good? We've yeah. got
3: the reel, the container. <coughs> divinities uh, Alessandra yes. Can I can I read an uh uh a uh, paragraph from the at least uh page uh,
2: 23 it's okay. uh,
3: regarding the difference or what those human made divinities are as opposed to the Primordial, primordial divinities. Okay. Because I think it's so beautiful, and it actually touches on the soul. So, okay, uh, we go to the matter. So, then, I guess just so and so I'm more interested in the soul. But uh, this, oh. this is a beautiful paragraph. So, it's on twenty page twenty-three. Is like uh, okay. It's, let's say starting with uh, paragraph three. So, consequently, uh, the yeah. uh, humankind began to search for some continuity of existence after death. Wait, 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 hold, so a hold on a
0: second,
3: hold
0: on a second. Is everybody on it? I just wanna make sure everybody's on. And Duncan, I'm only uh, uh, making, uh, slowing you down so that everybody, I, I, everybody's comfortable with the building blocks. Are you guys okay doing it yes. this way? Because we want to go deeper and deeper in these topics and I wanna make sure everybody is, is, we're building it. So. And yeah, was,
3: I, I was going to say that the, to have like 50 pages read and discussed in uh, two hours, is I don't think it's very realistic. Uh, so like okay. it's an hour, we're an hour in and we're maybe covered maybe 10, 15 pages. But we'll have to find our uh, own uh, uh, rhythm and pace as we go. Um, I, I suggest that uh, like, people say, I have a question about page such and such, I have a question about page, so then we go chronologically, like if somebody has a, a question about a page that comes earlier, to go first to that until we, before we get to some of the pre, uh, later pages. We so, know what people questions have. But I really want to read that because it's so beautiful and it just uh, is maybe one of the, for me, it's the, one of the highlights of that first chapter. So about is everybody you, there? Does everybody have the book? Yeah, we're good? Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah okay, it's nice so, in the, the divinity, made, man-made divinity with the soul. Okay. So consequently, consequently he, the, the man, uh, humankind began to search for some continuity of existence after death, as well as the possibility of being reborn in order to continue towards the realization of his distant goals. To fulfill this need, it was necessary to find something that would be able to contain his essence, the memory of the dead, and that would also be able to direct their rebirth. This is how the idea of reincarnation was first conceived, as well as the reason why divinities were inv- invented to contain the souls of the dead, and to preserve their memories. So motivated by this need, mankind began a process that continued for thousands of years to develop the necessary technology, which today we define as magic, in order to create and control a divinity. Therefore, a divinity is basically a container, which necessitates direct focus, thought, even many centuries worth, in order to be created. This, for me, is the summary of the whole first chapter, and it's so beautiful, and it just... Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and and
0: also I want to touch on 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 this, uh, and I think it um, it will be Duncan then that can finish this topic. When this mirror breaks into all these pieces and it comes into the world of matter, it touches all of matter. Everything has a divine spark: the wood, the tree, everything. But what starts to become more and more Evolved, then, can and more complex, because a stone might not be as complex as a human, you know. But it also contains a divine spark. It also contains this um, uh, this cascade of information that's come from the divine, from the primordial divinity. It contains also a piece of the mirror, but that piece. That that part in the matter that becomes more and more evolved, something happens to it as it becomes more evolved and more complex. <coughs> it starts to host a divine spark that can host the soul. And so when this happened, what Vesela just shared with us is fundamental because In that moment of realizing that oh my gosh I'm part of something so much bigger, but in one lifetime I might not be able to achieve that knowledge, it was important to create those containers of divinity. Just to add, does that help? Yeah. Guys, does that help? Duncan. And then, Duncan, you can now lead in perfectly to how matter is created, so that okay. So
2: this is just say that i'm not reading anything into this i'm just trying to understand those two pages nothing more because you can go into details on each step but i mean so much of it after feeds back to this you know but this is just focusing on these two pages so if we can get a handle or i can get a handle on that but i just need a confirmation and i'm on the right path okay okay so uh
0: so we're going to see your screen. Yeah. Are you following this? I'm following this. Is
2: it is it building? okay? So we start at the going from the bottom to the top, and again, this is an assumption, just like uh, just like the the, the nine uh, primeval uh, divinities. So the <laughs> assumption is, uh, it all starts in the absolute of the real,
0: right?
2: And this right. is where the idea of form comes from.
0: No, uh, okay, no, 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 sorry, sorry, go
2: ahead, go ahead, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, and then it, it goes to the new dimension, which is in the world of ideas, where we create a new dimension, that's called the world of ideas, if that's okay. what it says there. Okay. Okay, from there, um, it becomes a virtual idea without direction or time, and it has a negative density.
1: Yes.
2: Okay, so then that gets translated, uh, going through the world of numbers, um, where there are certain parameters that get applied. Um, and then that, then knows that information is transferred to a demi-urge, which is kind of like a catalyst, uh, which assigns time and direction to the ideas. And then that goes to become in, in, in matter, a material object, which now has a positive density. Now with all the the animals and plants and humans and whatever organic matter, uh, they all have different perceptions of this material object, whatever it is. And it's these different perceptions that maintain the universe. So diversity is paramount to keeping the universe moving around, keeping everything happening and living. So it's the perceptions by all these different species um, and then it says the object that is thought of equals the object in the world of ideas which puts it back into a negative density and it goes around and around and around
0: that's how so you you have really simplified that topic the only adjustment i would make is in the real Mm -hmm. in the real, Uh, my understanding is that, and this could be a question for clarification unless, you know, Vesla, you have heard something different. In the real, this is not a necessary thing. This does not exist in the real. This is all the cascade happening when you enter the world of matter, which was nothingness before, you know these divinities are in the real, they're having an experience up there, they're happy, they're doing their thing. And then some spark ignites and they said, okay, let's change it up and let's go have this experience. And they came in to, there was nothing here before, into the nothingness. So this experience, this um, world of ideas is not in the real, it starts to, permeate the nothingness. It's the beginning, it's the beginning of the creation of the material world. This is the only thing that I would add. So, and you touched on it beautifully because the idea of form, and maybe this is a force that gets created by these fragments as they enter this nothingness, and then this whole process that you describe takes place. The ideas get attached to um, this, um, how did you describe it? It's, yeah, it's just an idea and then it gets a value and a demi, a, a urge gets attached to it which all of a sudden brings it out into matter you know, at the beginning there's nothing, yeah, there's really like like probably dust particles that are being observed. But what's beautiful, and you touched on it, is the idea starts to create something in in the material world, then it gets observed by whatever is in the material world at that time. If it's not very evolved, that's okay. But it's observing this fluff, let's say that's at the beginning stages, and then as it goes back into the world of ideas because it was perceived. Now it's got a little bit more density, comes back around with this demiurge, and there you go, and it continues. And you touched on something that we saw a lot in Damanhur, also in the depictions of the temple. Diversity is fundamental because in order to create this world that we are living in, we need as many different forms perceiving it, sending it information so that it can be created back in the system that Duncan so well explained. This, this carrier brings it back into the world of idea with more inte- with more complexity so it can continue to evolve. So that's why diversity is fundamental. it's not yeah, just I kind of
2: wrote that. Over here, yeah, it's imperative for the maintenance of the universe, diversity, That's that's a you know, very powerful uh, message for everybody. So when, um, we, when so when you're talking about, I, I just got to be careful, because we all know if we've read ahead a little bit, when you talk about emptiness, that's an enemy. Well, And I, we don't want to confuse that. With what you're trying to say here, I think well, So I want to make sure that whatever I put in here, it's it's going to be easy to understand. Because once you read, you know, into page 50 and you get into the the enemy and the, the non-existence, which is nothing, you know, it me, it's it's a it's an obstacle for things that aren't uh, don't have the um, uh, divine spark enlightened, right? Because they have to follow the laws, and they run into these obstacles of nothing, and it slows them down in their progress. So I don't want to confuse that with what you're trying to say, and I'm just. But but
0: but, Duncan, I also, uh, my understanding, uh, is, there was nothingness here. The primordial divinity, when it came into matter, it occupied the matter. So the nothingness is a force, is an enemy. They sometimes call us. It's anti-life because you know it's fighting, but just by its nature, without anybody doing anything, it is pushing back against evolution. It's almost like the space in a room, you know like if you enter into the room all of a sudden you're <coughs> occupying that space while that roo- the, that's the air in that room is going to push back against you and say like, "Hold on." so the nothingness is just. It has and has become something of a, they call it an enemy or a negative force, but in its essence, it just opposes es- anything that comes into it just by its nature. So even though it doesn't do anything in itself, it cannot, we, it pushes against us as we're trying. It's almost like pushing a boulder uphill. It's the uphill, it, the uphill doesn't have to do anything. It's, but it is an opposing force.
2: You know? But could we say the absolute of the real, we don't understand anyway, because it's outside our understanding.
0: Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah,
2: so maybe I could put that in there just as a, a clarifier.
0: Yeah, but, 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 I would, okay. but I would just clarify that this world of idea, the idea of form mm-hmm. uh, is not in the real. The real doesn't need any of that. It's really, it's at the entrance of the material world that we are, (coughs) uh, that's the only thing that I would talk about. Um, That was good, that was good. Any, Uh, how about all the rest of you? Are you all like just lulled or do you have some ideas or some questions that are popping
1: up? Is it clear? It's making everything clearer, yes.
0: (laughs) I don't know if Elizabeth is being kind.
1: <laughs> no, it is. I mean, I, you know what I love is that everyone has something to say, and it, it yeah. the, I love the organic. Instead of yeah. notes, I love how you did this. Yeah. And so, you know, it's getting, yeah. Beautiful. I'm beautiful. learning things that I've read it, I get it.
0: So now I'm going to just summarize it. So we put all the pieces together. So we have the myth of the mirror. We have divinity. Um, I, I think we need to, um, how, what time is it? i just, I'm not good at, 7.10. Are you guys okay to go on a little bit more? Because this was dense, this was dense. I, I, I think I want to add some elements that I think might help create um, a little bit more the container of information. So I want to talk a little bit about the human soul Uh, because as we go further into the book, there's much more, but just, I'm gonna ask uh, you guys, what did you understand of the human souls? I don't know if one of you wants to try. I guess we didn't really touch it. I'm I'm gonna give it a little bit more density. Vesla, the beautiful piece you read to us starts to touch it. But um, uh, let me just see where we talk about uh, the human soul. Because I think it's important. So loud, okay. The human soul. Um. Yeah, there wasn't much on it, but I think I want to just go a little bit further into this, because this is all part of the myth, right? So, the human soul. How does the human soul sort of come into the the world of matter? So, we talked about the primordial, we know we are the fourth divinity, the human primordial divinity that is entering into the world of matter. Um, And the myth of the mirror is as it enters, it breaks off into millions of little pieces, and as it does that, it loses its, unfortunately, the reason why it's here. It loses the memory that it's here to expand and evolve, and it becomes fragmented. And this, hum- um, this mirror permeates everything that's in the world of matter. That it, it's, it's in every aspect. Of, uh, it, it's in everything that's in the world of matter. What starts to happen is some forms develop um, more and more, uh, uh, develop more and more and become more complex. And as these forms um, become more and more complex, they are able then to host what is also <laughs> talked about in under the myth of the mirror, the divine spark. And the divine spark is this awakening inside this form and humans have this divine spark. Some other species on the planet have this divine spark. I think we talk about um, dolphins, we talk about whales, we talk about elephants. elephants. um, have traditions of their ancestors. We can see sometimes from the behavior of animals, uh, the ones mm-hmm. that can have a, big, a bigger, you know, um, understanding that life is just beyond their own. They, they tend to have an understanding of, of much more. And that could be a clue. I think there's more and more forms now that we're dis- the discovering have this divine spark. And so in order to get that divine spark, you need this more complex and evolved um, uh, species, if you want. And the human uh, being is one of these. And we have now consciousness, once we reach this level of uh, evolution, of being more than what we are. And that in itself allows us to wake up to this divine spark that is in us. And so now that we have this divine spark, this is where what um, we were talking about, uh, the importance of creating containers to leave that information and the knowledge. And that's why these divinities were created to help uh, us as you know, pe- humans waking up to our divinity, realizing, okay, this is a valuable information. We've done experiences, our, and then of course, kn- knowledge and and all of that started to be contained in the divinities. So I just wanted to clarify that. Um, and then the next piece is um, what you talked about, Duncan, is the um, how the matter starts to be creator, created. And okay, so hmm. how do we go to... Alessandra?
3: Yes. Uh, I think that uh, uh, it would be important to mention the real threshold and the universal form as three very important uh, layers and as pertains to the soul and the tractor so i don't know if you plan to talk about this or but i think that's a very crucial aspect of this, of no, this the, no 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 abs- absolutely um
0: yes this is you know the origin of the evolution of the universe with this new information how do we set it up so um i'm just going to give you a little bit of my notes here yes. because Oh, go ahead, unless Vesla, did you want to say something?
3: No, no, I was saying, uh, I want to hear the notes. Okay, (laughs) so in this uh, cosmogenesis,
0: (laughs) uh, uh, cosmogenesis, there is um, five sort of subtopics, you know, and we are trying to now explain the origin of this universe with these new assumptions we have made. So the first thing is how matter is created, and Duncan gave us a framework. Um, then we also have what are called primordial forces, laws. What are the laws that are governing this universe? So we're gonna touch on those. We're gonna ch- talk about the nothingness and what is now called, in this chapter, the enemy. Um, and then touch a little bit on the universe and then the structure of matter in more of its physics um, pieces in the the form of physics. So when we talk about matter, uh, we have to talk about what Duncan talked about. So we have an idea, the idea is in this world of idea, it gets carried by this demi-urge, which is something that adds a numerical value, and then it gets perceived by forms, and then back into the world of ideas, and then back out again. The more forms, the more matter gets uh, created. Now, as this is happening, there still is no time, okay? Because at the beginning process of this, there's not a lot of density yet. In the in the world of matter, and then something starts to to happen. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to follow the notes because this can either it can get a little bit uh, lost. Um, are you guys okay with this so far? You guys mm-hmm. are good with the world of ideas. Okay. Uh, Okay. So we have this matter, like Duncan was explaining, at the beginning there's no time, because there's just flow of these ideas. As soon as the matter becomes more dense, more shaped, more formed, more formed, all of a sudden, this element of time is brought in. It's unclear where it starts, there's some ideas, but before, It cannot be before there's enough density in the material world. And then all of a sudden, time, this movement forward starts to be created. And we're gonna touch time. Time is uh, actually uh, a whole topic unto itself. Uh, So now we've got matter starting to be created, a direction in time that's starting because there's more volume to the matter. And now matter is going to be at play with these eight, we call them derivative laws. Um, so it's almost like the rules of the game of that matter has to play in. And these are called derivative laws because they derive from laws or energies that were also in the real. But in the real, they, had, they looked a little bit different. So the real is an ecosystem in itself. There's an absolute force, there's these nine divinities, and there's these primordial laws. This is all the assumptions of this physics that right. we are playing with. And are you guys following me? I'm following you. You guys, you guys yes. good? Give me a thumbs up, you okay? Okay, thumbs up, thumbs up. Okay, um, so what happens now that uh, we have started to create, the real has come in, the mirror, we've got this nothingness that's being filled by the world of ideas, there's this matter, these blobs that start to become form, and all of a sudden when there's a bit of form, poof, you've got time, you've got a movement forward, and you have a new element coming into the world of matter. Okay, And now, these derivative laws, can come into play, so if you're gonna play a game and this divine human divinity is here to become, expand, and we are here to spiritualize and evolve, what are the rules of engagement? And the rules of engagement are defined by these nine derivative laws, and we're gonna go through them. (laughs) Did you guys, okay, so the first one was Do you guys remember reading this?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, did you understand? Okay, so the first, I'll just go through them and then we can stop me. The first one is, oh, first, maybe I'll name them and then we'll talk about each of them individually because I have to tell you, the first time I learned, I heard about these laws, I was in the temple and there was a beautiful picture of, I think it's in the Hall of the Earth where there's a man and he has these nine stars that live, uh, these you know nine stars, eight stars that leave his hand. And I asked, what do these beautiful stars represent? And those are the eight laws. And I said, well, give me the name of these laws. Like, what are they? So just to, you know, if the assumptions we made before about the real and nine primordial divinities and now these laws that hang around, energies. It's another word for energies, these laws. And now I'm going to give you these laws that are now also permeating matter so that we have the rules of the game. And the laws are synchronicity, soul atom, divinity, geometric essence, time matrix, fall of neutral events, chaos and complexity so if you didn't think i was nuts before you probably think i'm nuts now okay <laughs> have you ever heard of anything i mean i've heard of the ten commandments nothing came close to anything like this i
1: mean this looks like kind of something from star wars I <laughs> synchronicity that's uh deepak right yeah and the chaos was and the chaos the, uh, yes dr yeah which one oh gosh Th- these, are, these are
0: things we've heard in different, yeah. you know, spiritual contexts and also religious context. So um, in order to give now this matter that's evolving, you know, with this sort of mechanism that Duncan explained to us, let's add these laws inside to see what the rules of the games are. So the fall of mutual event, well, oh no, let's start with synchronicity. Um, or you uh, know
3: the fall of neutral yeah. events comes first in the okay, book.
0: The fall of neutral events, okay. So the fall of neutral events, what is that? So it's one of the laws. Uh, okay, so the, uh, my, I'm just gonna give you my notes. The fall of neutral, this is page 33, guys. I'm just gonna simplify it. This is raindrops of energy, they're neutral that have the potential to become physical events. They become physical events when they touch form and then they change it. And this fall of neutral events also helps to create the fabric of time. Um, The neutral event as they fall are affected by divine forces that give them a resonance. So the best way to describe this is, so, uh, so uh, these eight laws that are here in matter are forces that are gonna shape and help shape matter okay. in in this uh, in in the world of uh, in this new movement of time. Okay, they're they're like the the, the, the the things we're gonna hit against in order to to shape, like the coal that hits the you know you know itself around so it can become a diamond, right? It needs these forces. So these laws are like these forces. Uh, Each of these laws have the same value. One is not better than the other. They're all as important and they all work together. My understanding is they are each as important as the other and we are just gonna touch them and then later on in the book, we're going to develop them a little bit more as well. So the fall of the neutral event, this is a law. This is raindrops of energy that are coming from, you know, uh, in, into matter. And um, they ha- have an impact on everything they touch, from the stone to the person to the animal. And the divine, um, and, and the, and yes, so let's just keep it uh, as that. I think I have to mention, Uh, Just something, um, part of the myth of the mirror and the divinity that comes in to have this experience in matter. Um, Not only do we have an allotted amount of time and the human primordial divinity has been doing this for 30 million years, but we also have rules of engagement. So when we are here, it's one divinity at a time. We cannot be rescued by the dinosaur divinity, you know? We cannot, it's one at a time that is here uh, playing um, this game. So it's important that we, we know. And also, um, this is important and I want you to, because it's also in the book, it's, uh, it's an important concept before we move on. I'm sorry to jump around, but I wanted to give you this picture. Do you guys remember on page 16, I'm just gonna regress a little bit, where you have this picture of the real the human primordial divinity, and these are, you know, the other nine divinities, and then we're split into all these little humans um, in the universe of form, that the human primordial divinity is whole in the real, but it's broken up in this plane. So you know, it cannot help us. Once we've entered the, I, 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 it observes us, but it cannot interfere. That's one of the yeah, games. Yeah,
1: that was one of them.
0: That was one, so we can't interfere. So I just wanted to say all of that because,
1: um yeah, I just. if I understood it couldn't interfere, but it finds like if this and this should happen, then this, <laughs> they might give you a little. You know, to they yes, might help out, yeah. They might
0: have, because in the fall of neutral event, one of the things that was mentioned is that um, when this raindrop of energy comes down and touches ma- matter, um, they can be affected by divine forces as well. So, I just want that's why it can these neutral events might, yes,
2: Duncan. Yeah, the, the one thing, thing that. It, it also said, and I think it goes to what you're saying, is that, yeah, it's, it's the divine forces that affect these because until that point, they're all equal. So one of those drops could set off solar flares and another one could make an ant take a step.
0: Yeah.
2: But it all depends on what filters it goes, passes through before it gets there and it assigns a color to it, which changes the power that it has. Right.
0: Right. Right. Oh, so wait, uh, and, let, and, and let's discuss this. I'm just going to uh, ask to clarify it. Um, so are we talking about the divine forces of the real? No, we're talking about the divine forces we have created as the technology, right? We're talking about mm-hmm. the gods and the religions we've created. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that, then we're on the same page, yes.
3: Then the second law is... Uh, something- can I bring up something about the power of events? Yes uh so this is on page 34 it says that um the fall of neutral events is calculable and they are formulated that allow for the determination of the quantity of events that fall in any given instant at a specific physical space in any case the rain is not uniform but distributed with different densities especially in relation to the presence of synchronic lines and so we haven't discussed synchronic lines but if you for those of you who have been in damanhur i assume that you who at some point heard that the the temple is built on uh, in a special place where there is those synchronic lines that cross and those synchronic lines carry uh information uh, uh from actually from other planets and from outer space from the the rest of the universe through the earth and out of the earth so they're really powerful information channel. So where Damanhur and the temple is built is a place where four synchronic lines cross. So basically, there is a lot more uh, neutral events falling in places where there are synchronic lines. So because of that, uh, Damanhur is a particularly uh, powerful, rich place of uh, those kinds of uh, neutral events that give the potential of a lot more uh, evolution have to happen there versus places where there is not synchronic lines and therefore not as many uh neutral events falling so i find that very um, uh when i was in damakur i really felt that, that there is so much potential there uh, that you can feel that is not the same as in like in other places so um, yeah. that's one of the things that I, I think explains or you know just kind of uh highlights the the specialness of the place where damanhur is built
0: and also vesla the importance of the importance for us to be in places like that
3: yeah you know like uh, i read somewhere i don't know if i read it but like uh i was asking chrono one of the teachers but he 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 laughed but i believe i read somewhere uh or somebody told me that uh one day in damanhur is equal a hundred days so like like the <sighs> the intensity of like the information the evolution that happens in one day there is equal maybe i'm exaggerating i i i want to say a hundred but anyway it's like the the time there the flows differently and it's a lot more intense a lot more filled with with uh for lack of better words with evolution or at least opportunities for evolution it's it's just very for me was really kind of something that i felt strongly while i was there well And and
0: Vesla, this is also a lot of the ancient sites around the planet that people go to Egypt, Machu Picchu. People feel uh, a potent energy there. And then, you know, uh, some people have emotional experiences. And this explains that, you know, why would that be? Because in these areas where these synchronic lines are, which is another topic we'll talk about, there's more of these neutral events, which are energy. There's greater density of energy, so more potential for things to happen. Um, Then another one of the laws, and that's on page 36, is synchronicity. Uh, And synchronicity is interesting. Um, And I'm going to just read this. Synchronicity is a force that creates a link between all events. uh, Simultaneously as well as along a timeline. So it's like the butterfly effect. One event can move others to happen. And it doesn't have to necessarily be linear. Synchronicity doesn't mean that it has to follow one, then two, then three, then four, no. Synchronicity can be by correspondence. This happens over here and boom, something else over there happens. So synchronicity is not necessarily
3: linear one by one by one it can be yeah. by correspondence it's and not it's the, the the important thing is to realize it's not cause and effect we tend to think of this cause that uh but from a bigger perspective of the of the spiritual physics there is no cause and effect things are connected synchronistically so you cannot say which is the cause and which is the effect that's no. very linear simplistic, simplified yeah. way and and i'm, I'm just yeah, and uh, I'm just going to mm-hmm. add
0: that because when we dwell de- deeper into this book, we're going to talk about time and mm-hmm. time travel and being able to travel in time is possible be- when you understand this construct. And so sometimes when, if you want to move an event, all you have to do is take a pen and move it two inches and all of a sudden you have changed history in a completely different direction. So uh, this is this correspondence effect. You Know it's not, it's called, co- it's not cause and effect,
3: it's the way things are connected to each other. I, I, I like the example that they give about the man who needs the uh, shoes and he's walking on the street, and there is a uh track that uh, or van that passes by and is what it would choose, and a, a box of shoes falls out, and it just happens to be the exact size that the man wears. Obviously, there is the man didn't cause the event the to go by and to, so it's all synchronistically in an, like, a higher level of connection. The yeah. uh, intelligent force maybe connects that man with, uh, with to be in the right place at the right time. So, but there is no cause and effect here. So it's, uh, it's synchronicity, um, it's which is-, it's the, which is
2: Also thing. a really good album by the police.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a good album by the police. <laughs> it's called synchronicity?
2: yeah no i didn't know uh-huh.
3: yeah. <laughs> I didn't did you guys uh by any chance any of you buy the synchronicity uh shield from damahur the oh yes yes i have Celtic, it uh it's uh, the they they sell a selfic uh shield uh, uh, i guess jewelry because you can wear it like a uh, like a um, medallion that is supposed to attract synchronicities uh for, for the person, they, 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 they activate it based on your date of birth and uh, so on. So, I, that's one thing that I bought when I first went to Damanhur and I just don't uh, take it off at all. I mean, it's just my, and I feel like my life ever since I visited Damanhur has been uh, amazingly seen, uh, A lot more synchronicities have come in my life. So, if you haven't bought this a I recommend a lot. it.
4: Vesla, were you able to wear it at the temple? Were you oh, able yeah. to wear it? Because yeah, yeah. Uh, we were, when we were there, we were told that we shouldn't wear it. Oh. Because it remo- removes the energies from it.
3: Uh, One of I, the teachers from the... And I actually went the second time this year to Damanhur and uh, uh, didn't wear it there. There are certain spirals, you know, you probably have seen some of the spirals they have yeah, there. For yeah, yeah. some of the spirals, they ask you to, if there is a special function, but... Not in the temple, so I don't know if there was something that, uh, like there was something special that was going on, and they had some special kind of a uh, goal for the what you were doing. But generally, um, I, I'm not aware of that. I, I, I've worn, but I, I just want to say I recommend this because it's <laughs> just, just I very like art.
4: it. I like it. Can you show us? Can you show us what it looks like? Yeah. Can you see it? Uh, do you mean, have it on? I
3: don't
0: know how much...
3: Oh yes, that's the one, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so now we follow neutral events, synchronicity, and now the soul atom. This one is really interesting. This one is really interesting, and you know that, you know, idea of, you know, really control your thoughts because it has an impact. Mm -hmm. The soul atom, We're gonna, I'll give you these little notes, that's on page 39. The soul atom, soul means one, one atom travels through the whole universe at infinite speed, zero time. It creates matter according to the laws, and because it is so fast, it doesn't create the full form, but a symmetry of the form. And this line defines the relationship between mass and energy. Um, so, anyways, we can we can dwell more in more depth about this. But the, the important thing is think of the fact that through you and every cell of you, every second at zero time, there is something that is touching you, that is touching me, that is touching all of you. Always, constantly. So, it'll be really good what you put out there. <laughs> Uh, So that's another one of the laws and this soul atom uh, that moves so quickly is just it's not creating the whole form it's creating uh, an energy line and it's an energy line uh, where it is dividing uh, or it's defining the relationship of everything between its energy and its mass okay. We can delve deeper into it, but for now, let's just put a a general um, uh, landscape on the words, uh, on the law, so we have an idea that we've got the soul atom that's moving through everything. Uh, divinity. Um, so divinity in this, as far as the law is concerned, um, uh, so in this case, it's a law. It's not an intelligent form like uh, the divinities we talked about that we con- constructed like religious you know, containers, containers of information. This is uh, the law of divinity. Uh, and this law is what governs how this primordial divinity comes and has an experience in matter. So that's all that was taught that was really mentioned about this particular law. It, it's what allows the primordial human divinity to enter matter by the myth of the mirror, uh, by the breaking of the mirror. So it's just a general term. We'll go deeper into some of these topics, of these laws, as they affect different things that we will be talking deeper, further along in the book. So that's divinity is a fourth law. Then we have the time matrix. Uh, the time, um, okay, the time matrix is uh, is concerning, uh, this one is on page, I think it's page 43? 42. 42, uh, okay, so the time matrix has the function to maintain balance in form by managing the values of mass and energy at every instance. Um, The universe is a closed system. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. The value of the universe must stay constant at a value of one, by example. The time matrix law maintains this. So, as time is being created, it's imprinting matter. And for now, just know that, because when we go deeper into the uh, topic of time as a plane, we'll explore this a little bit more. So time is not what you think of as a movement forward of events, but time moves forward naturally because of this fact that it is constantly an exchange between mass and energy. And it creates density and movement forward just because it's accumulating things as it's going in a direction. Okay? Uh, And there's a lot of topics um, related to this, but we're just going to move past them uh, just because we want to stay with the framework of the rules of engagement of this experience in matter that form is going to have.
3: Now, this is the sixth law, it's the geometric essence, and... Alessandra? Uh, uh, yes. Can I uh, uh, mention one part about that I find interesting about the uh, time matrix law? Is on page 44, the last paragraph of that, uh, that section. Yes. Uh, and it says that according to the, an approximate calculation, we can identify at least 20 variations per second within the mass-energy relationship. And because from the point of view of human perception, an instant has a duration of four seconds, we can say that the rhythm number is composed of not less than 80 symmetry lines. Uh, meaning that um, uh, an instant, yeah, it's just uh, the, uh, in every second, there's 80 possibility of uh, different, so uh, to speak, of evolution. Uh, between the variations of the uh, mass-energy relationship and between those four seconds that are uh, part of one instant. So I know it's, uh, uh, I have, it speaks something to me, I, I don't quite understand it, but uh, the importance here is that the, from the per- perspective of human perception, a moment is uh last four seconds and also that uh, every mm. moment or every second, there's 20 variations. Okay. Also, very the uh, mass energy. I, I, I find that very interesting. Okay, well,
0: well, you know what? Uh, do you guys want to touch it a little bit more, or
3: how are you doing for time? Am I losing you
0: guys? <laughs> no, are you guys okay? It looks like we have 15 minutes before they cut you off. What time is it? to, nine. to nine. Yeah. Oh, mama mia! So, listen, um, we're not gonna, why don't we um, hmm, stop okay. here. Okay, you know what, uh, Vesla? Thank you for that. I think we we probably have to review these laws a little bit more. But okay, let's. Just, are you guys okay with that? I mean, I feel terrible not going more into depth about it because I
3: think it's a it, it's an important topic. That's why uh, I'm it, wondering if we need to hurry through all those pages that we have read. If we if we I mean, have more questions. I mean, I don't. I don't know that w- uh, if there is any particular rush to get through all the pages that we've read. No, no. I. I, I, um,
0: I think what you talked about the time ma- matrix. I think this topic is is interesting. So we're talking page forty-four. I, maybe we read it together. Uh, what we see is that the variation in the mass energy are are not, okay, the variation in the mass energy relationship are not casual, but follow a precise rhythm that is repeated at every instance. This repeated rhythm is the rhythmic number, a code that identifies each form, and which is composed of a certain number of symmetry lines. Okay, so each form has a certain number of symmetry lines. That means that we have symmetry lines.
1: Okay.
0: Okay? And according to an approximate calculation, we can identify at least 20 variations per second within the mass-energy relationship. And because, from the point of view of human perception, an instance has a duration of four seconds, we can say that a rhythmic number is composed of not less than 80 symmetry lines. Okay, I think this is... Yeah, uh, um, I think this is, Duncan, do you want to do a diagram for this for next time? <laughs> oh no, Duncan, I love your diagram. That was really
1: helpful.
0: <laughs> because, no, I think Vesla, you're right, I think this is really, all of these have so much weight to them. But when we look at these and we just read them like this, it seems like a lot of things to hold in our mind. But I think if we break it down, into smaller parts and we realize that hey this is why we're made up in the way we're made up and that's why we move it's like
2: it's like i was reading through and i I was thinking the same thing when i was reading that page i said you know like with kids books you have a guy that writes the book and you have the illustrator They need an illustrator for this yeah there are two or three but there should be one with every you know every couple of pages because it's okay Okay. Anyway, I, oops, that's fine. Not judging. You know, it's just. Okay. An
0: I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come up with an idea. You know what? I. Th- I think we're gonna do this. Okay, guys. Let's forget about having an objective of getting through this. There's six of us on the call. There's seven. Gail wants to come on. Why? I will take two laws, and explain them more in depth. And each of you take one law and explain it next time. So it's not. What do you guys think of that? Because I think they're important, or no, I think it will, I I think it will break it up a little bit so we can all delve into one of the laws uh, for next time. And then we'll just continue on to, you know, page 53. No, the
2: the only one that, uh, in reading through them, because it, it also says that all those laws are absolutely equal. So I did, another, I did another breakdown of that where I just gave everything 12.5% because it was 100 divided <laughs> by 8, right? But they all have equal signs with oh me. But when gosh. you explain the law of divinity, it's pretty simple. All the okay. other ones are a little more complex, but that one, I don't think it needs a diagram. Okay,
0: so maybe complex. some of them are a little bit more simple.
2: No, but even, I think- they're, even if they all have the same weight as far as the the real is concerned I guess
0: well I think, or I s- think
2: the material world is concerned or.
0: I think what okay. we're going to see is as we go deeper into the book these laws are going to play bigger parts
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, and we'll go more into so depth we really need to understand that. I think we need to understand them, do you guys want to play with that I'll send you all an email and we can uh, or maybe we'll break them up now Vesla, I'm going to point you to the fall of neutral events Sounds good, I already, you have that one. I want to take synchronicity. I want me, <laughs> or does somebody else want synchronicity? No, no, okay, me, go ahead, go ahead. Which one? Oh no, you know what, oh, no, I'm gonna give synchronicity to somebody else. I'm gonna take the time matrix or the soul atom because it's got that mass energy thing. Okay, synchronicity, who wants it? Cindy, yours. Okay. okay. I got <laughs> Synchronicity is Cindy. Okay. Uh, soul Atom, I think. I'll take the Soul Atom or the Time Matrix. Uh, okay, Duncan, which one do you want? Soul Atom or Time Matrix? Yeah,
2: Soul Atom.
0: Okay, so Duncan is Soul Atom. I'll do the Time Matrix. Divinity we don't need. And um geometric exit I'm Oh, Geometric essence, <laughs> complexity or chaos? Which one do you want? Let's give you chaos. You want <laughs> No, you decide. That's just,
1: that's like, you know, you I, said I that alessandra that's my life. <laughs> yes, never chaos. You're very familiar with it. She Go knows on. Chaos. <laughs> well what? I, I I uh
3: I'm I'm giving uh, my uh, uh, fall of neutral events. Uh, if somebody wants it, I would like to, if nobody else particularly is interested, to talk about the complexity. Okay. I like the complexity well.
0: Vesela, complexity is yours. Okay. okay. Thank you. I will do the fall of neutral events. I'll, we'll do, I'll chaos. do that. Okay. okay. <laughs> chaos soul. <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> And now the Geometric Essence, we'll give that one to Gail. We can get Gail. Oh, She's Eva, Eva, you're, you're on the phone. Eva. Eva, do you want Geometric Essence? No, I'd like to stay out of it for now. Say okay. just listen. I'm not quite
4: ready because I don't know if, I'm, if, if I'll find my book in time.
3: Okay. I, I can do Geometric Essence too because it's short one, it precedes the complexity. So I don't mind talking about both.
0: Okay, so Geometric Essence okay beautiful fantastic okay guys let's stop it there before I uh, that was that was did you guys I, I mean that was a lot
3: How yeah, it was? I'm very impressed with this group <laughs> Your, uh, diagrams <laughs>
4: bravi, bravi. Yeah. so um, Alessandra which one did you give me oh, which one did you take yeah, you I took one. I didn't get to pick one yeah, oh which know. one would you like
2: love i can't
4: remember
3: which one you took i didn't take any do
2: okay. you want the
3: geometric <laughs> essence
4: i'll take whatever's not it's not taken
3: so how about geometric essence then essence. The last one. elizabeth a, geometric
4: essence okay. sounds good get the last one on the list that was one of the last no, ones the,
3: but we can give you divinity complexity. i oh. am doing
0: complexity Okay, so I'm doing the Fall of Neutral Event. Cindy's doing Synchronicity. Duncan is doing the Soul Atom. The Divinity, we're gonna leave it because it's it's quite straightforward. Um, The Time Matrix, um, oh, I wanted to do the Time Matrix too. So I'm gonna do two. I'll do the Time Matrix, unless somebody else, no, I wanna do the Time Matrix.
1: (laughs) It's yours. It's mine, I'm I'm gonna have two.
0: Um, Elizabeth, you're going to do Geometric Essence. Besla, you got Complexity. Yeah. And, <laughs> Elizabeth, chaos. <laughs> chaos. So, the next time we start, we will each do a presentation on the laws. And um, do you guys feel comfortable that you've got a grasp on the myth of the mirror, how possibly the soul is uh, coming into the form, how matter is created, do we have a little okay. bit of a sense?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it cleared up some things, and so then I'm just gonna reread these pages with that, because that, that's what helps, is when you have an idea, and then your mind starts looking for the support of those ideas. Okay, Right. good, good.
0: Beautiful. Okay, so I, I like that. that. Well said, Elizabeth. I think this is, if we go back and we read these things, so Eva, you probably benefited from not reading it before, <laughs> because you can't go back.
4: <laughs> well, it was very interesting listening to it all. I yes. mean, I'm I'm following okay, but um, I will have to read it.
0: Oh, no, no, beautiful. Okay, so then next time, we don't, I mean, for those that want to go ahead, keep going ahead, but let's leave it to um, maybe if we uh, have another, um, we can do the time. The time piece is is pretty dense. Yes. How long is it? Time is 63 to 97, but it's dense. There's a lot. Very, very dense. So guys, do you want to meet one more time before the Christmas holidays? You want to do another two weeks from now, or no?
3: January. It will be hard to do another December. No, No sometime in January.
0: Yeah. January, okay, I got it. I'm gonna January. send you guys a, uh, a date, probably the week of the 12, 13, or the yeah. maybe Thursday, Friday of that first week.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: I'll check with you and we'll see. Oh, Wednesdays, Wednesdays are good for Elizabeth.
1: Thurs- Thursdays I can never do. No, Wednesdays, Wednesdays. i up till
0: 9.30. Is everybody okay with Wednesdays to meet Elizabeth? Um, At the same time? Uh, yeah, yeah, same time That Se- was 7 o'clock your time? Yeah, Is, so oh. if I keep Wednesdays and we'll just find a date on Wednesday. What times on Thursdays yeah, for you? Yeah, sounds good. Se- 7 to 9?
3: Yeah. Seven Is to it nine. going to be on YouTube also or just today? No, no, uh, well, I'm going to get you the link. I'm going to get you the link. No, so no, but I mean like the next time, are you going to be on YouTube also?
0: No, no, we'll no. just do it through Zoom. No, This was really today. just to, to oh, just initiate today. it. We might do another one again like this, but for now yeah. this was... Thank you, thank you. Thank you, you, that channel, for hosting us. We're celebrities now. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're all going to be famous. And, you know, you can take this and share it, you know, with with family and friends, and it gives you something that they can have a look at what we are doing, you know. So I want to just close it and just say, you guys were awesome, and we also have Vesla, who's done other groups and courses, and she says we're awesome. (laughs) Amazing. <laughs> oh, we are awesome. Thank you, uh, so <laughs> Thank you. But you're the awesome. You're the you're
2: most really awesome.
0: Awesomest.
4: <laughs> and I think I think Duncan wanted to say something. Yes. yeah.
2: Just, just two things. Um, on Sunday, when I was reading through the book, and they were talking about magic and things, and I don't want to get into the connection, but uh, made me think of my transcendental meditation teacher. Oh. So I called her up. And I went through some of this stuff, and the terminology is dis- different, but the mechanics is identical.
1: Uh, yeah, really. really,
2: really is.
1: Really she said cool. she
2: knew everything.
0: She understood the concept. Oh so.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So she wants the book. Just say we're on the right path here.
0: <laughs> uh, the other <laughs> thing <laughs> that kind of
2: reinforces <laughs> the strength of this, to me, is when, when you talk about the enemy and non-existence. That's what really rang a bell with me because when you run into groups of people within a certain amount of time, oh, we gotta fight against this and we have to fight against that. You know, I don't know, I'm a Gandhi person. I just don't I just don't wanna fight. But you need you need to protect yourself. I understand that. But this the idea that nothing is the enemy makes so much sense when you read. It. You know, yeah. and the fact that, okay, there are people that want to eradicate the world because they want it back to nothing. Yeah. You know, if they really follow this, it's, but it's, it's like the, the misinterpretation of the Quran or the Bible and why the world's in such a mess. Well, it's the same with this, it, that it all comes from the enemy being nothingness and they want to go back to that because we're so screwed up, as opposed to, the, the fragments are together, let's put them together, you know? It's, it's magical, it really is. That's yeah. all I had That's impossible. That was good. Yeah,
4: uh, so does that mean that, does this come from the notion that we're all one,
0: because we're all part of the mirror? Yes, yes, I mean, we are, we are really uh, all, um, part of this divinity. And it's, we're only talking, we're not just talking about what's here on this planet, but everywhere else in this galaxy. You know, it's everywhere. And whatever we are living right now in the cosmos is also part of this divinity, human primordial divinity. And this fragment of the divine, this mirror is touching all living things. And those of us who are more awake have the divine spark, House the soul and have this ability to become these bridge forms for this knowledge. And it's also talked about that you know as many of these pieces of the mirror that can reattach, and that's why getting together with like minded people and doing these discussions um, is so important. That's why Dam and her lives in community. Uh, the more of these pieces that we each carry come together, then we create the mirror back. And this is, I mentioned before, and we can reflect that mirror back to the divine forces above, and make this jump in evolution. And it doesn't need to be everybody, you know. It's enough of a mass to create a big enough piece that can reflect back, divinity back to itself. So those of us that have, you know, woken up to this and want to explore this, it's really important we continue. It's really important we find like-minded people and hold gatherings like this. We are contributing, not only to ourselves, but to put in that soul atom, that's traveling through everything. <laughs> We're putting out uh, some good uh, some good things. And we need to, guys, we need to close it, because. I know that we we we've got to close uh, it. Close it, it. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> going to so, say a big uh, thank you to all of you for showing up here today. Uh, thank you so much. And we, I will send out information for the next date. And I want to thank that channel for having us on with spiritual physics. And much love to all of you in the Damanurian way. Convoy. Convoy. Okay. Convoy. 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 <laughs> Ciao ciao ciao. <laughs> ciao. 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 Bye. Thank you, Elizabeth, for coming You're in
1: so the well studio. I well being here. Oh. Thank you. That's, it's a lot. I know. Oh, my gosh. It's a lot. But you break it down wrong. And, and, and we it, did two hours. I know. It's I, like I can't like two believe
0: hours. we did it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> <You're> welcome. Thank <laughs> and you. thank you for having us. And this is very exciting. And we might do some more. We'll see. Thank you. Bye.